Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to season seven of What the Flock. This season, our goal is to carefully approach some very serious and often polarizing topics. The issues we're going to focus on have and continue to cause so much damage, people seem unable to civilly discuss these topics. The episodes in this season will give you the tools you need to facilitate your ability to talk about these topics in a beneficial manner. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel Swakowski. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing great. How are you, Jonathan? I'm great, man. Uh, loving season seven. Yeah, here we go. We're starting to get right in the middle of it, building some momentum. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to keep moving forward. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing that people are still listening to these sure after is. seven after seven seasons. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> right, listener? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I want to give a disclaimer as we begin. You know, the seriousness of these issues often results in people not hearing both sides before judging the issue. So we encourage you, dear, dear listener, to be careful sharing anything from these episodes with other people without first encouraging them to hear the entire episode for themselves. So also in addition to listening to the entire episode for yourself, we highly recommend listening to any previous episodes that we reference during this episode. Yes. To add on to that disclaimer, you know, these are all topics season seven that have been debated at length. The reason they have and continue to be debated is because the traditional technique of debating does not work. These types of debates pit two sides against each other, each side being more concerned with only trying to prove their own point, often becoming overly emotional about the topic, even triggering. Instead of trying to learn something new and find out how they could be wrong, when it comes to these topics, people seem to want to root themselves even deeper into what they already believe. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. And if I think that there is a huge benefit in us staying properly emotional. In properly this, emotional. You know, yes. and being handling these in a logical, kind, and caring fashion. Right, right. Now we saw with the previous six seasons that each issue has two perspectives that distract people from the ultimate answer. We called them the strict and loose side of the argument. Joel, could you give us an overview of the strict and loose sides, please? I'd be happy to. The strict side invites and initiates conflict on these topics. This side tends, tends to be a bully using intimidation as a tactic to control people. This side holds people to strict standards, hence the term why we've titled it the strict perspective. But the people who hold these strict standards to others rationalize away any need that they would have to hold themselves to that same strict standard. And these people become hypocrites, like the Pharisees, when they are confronted and their response to that conf confrontation is to justify why they're able to hold others to a higher standard than they hold themselves. And we've seen the most common use of this is 
well, I'm the leader or I'm in charge. It's my job to do that. Yeah. The loose perspective avoids conflict and tension as much as possible. The standards they hold themselves to are based on how they and others feel, leaving them with no objective measures for what the moral answer is, what the right and just answer is. This side tends to be an enabler, removing any discomfort brought on by confrontation. Like, it's okay. You're doing your best. Just mm -hmm. keep keep trying. Mm -hmm. These people show they don't actually care for others when they avoid confronting the people who are in pain for their own benefit. Yeah. So we have Pharisees. We have the other side would be mystics or the other side yeah. would be you know, Gnostics. Yep. Or the emergent or the, the emergent church. Yeah. There you go. So Pharisees are emergents. Yeah. And then we either have bullying tendencies or enabling ten tendencies yeah. with, with right. groups of people. The number one technique we're going to use throughout the season is to repeat back to the opposing side, what they believe to their satisfaction before making my point. So I need to drop what it is that I want to say. Drop trying to be right, trying to make my point, and focus on understanding the other person. And that is the only way to have a profitable interaction because it actually causes people to do what it is that you want from them, which is you want people to listen to you. Right. So, but the other side isn't going to listen until they know they've been heard. So debating would be a benefit. Yes, that's right. It would be a benefit. If seeking to first understand the other person was the guiding principle that did the, that the debating mediators followed and we will focus on understanding the other side first. Yeah. Nice. Each side and the other side first. Right. So what topic are we going to discuss today, Joel? Today, we're talking about contraceptives. Aha. Yeah. Contraceptives. Okay. Let's talk about the strict side. What is the strict side of this topic? The strict side would say all artificial contraception is wrong as it opposes God's plan. It promotes promiscuity and in some cases can be considered murder. Well, I'd love to repeat that back to you. So you're saying that the strict side is basically seeing contraceptions as evil. These, yeah. are, these are wrong things. They oppose God. They promote people having sex with multiple people. Yep. And in some cases, using a contraception can be considered murder. From these people do i understand you you do thank you absolutely let's talk about the loose side what's the loose side joel the loose side would say you know it's up to the conscience of the individual because they know what's best for themselves great so repeating back to you it's up to the individual it's the conscience does it feel right if it feels right to you then do what's best for you does yes. that, do I understand? Awesome. You do. Thank you. Great. So here are the two sides. 
we have on the strict side, all artificial contraception is wrong as it opposes God's plan. It promotes promiscuity and in some cases can be considered murder. And the loose side says it's up to the conscience of the individual because they know what's best for themselves. Yeah. Okay, how would you argue now for the strict side? If I was on the strict side, the first thing I would do is use Psalm 127 to support my point, as this is often used as a verse to encourage parents to have at least five children. Go ahead and look for at verses three through five for yourself, if you want, of Psalm 127. These are the passages that talk about the fruit of the womb is your reward. Children are a heritage of the Lord and that happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. So the traditional perspective is that a full quiver is five arrows. That's why people have literally said you should have at least five children. So that would be a for the strict side. Now, if I'm on the strict side, arguing against the loose side, I would tell them anything that facilitates the killing of a fertilized egg is murder since life begins at conception. I could also ask the person on the loose side a couple questions. Do you think people who choose not to have kids are hypocritical? And would you have wanted your parents to have used contraceptives? Essentially saying you wouldn't be born. Right. Through question? Yeah. Cool. How would you argue for the loose side? If I was on the loose side, my first argument would be, well, hey, if I have a genetic issue or a health issue, I should be allowed to choose to not have kids. And that choice should not be used against me. Mm -hmm. Now, again, if I'm on the loose side and I'm arguing against the strict side, I could say forcing people who can't afford or don't want kids to have kids is child abuse. You're forcing me to put a child in a bad situation. Hmm. And then a couple questions from the loose side to the strict side could be, are you saying people who aren't physically capable of having kids shouldn't even get married? Are you saying people who aren't physically capable of having kids are not doing God's plan? Great questions. Right. Right. Both sides. Okay. Well, let's talk about the ultimate answer, Joel. What is it? How do we handle this topic of contraceptives? Right. The ultimate answer, hopefully, you know, through the questions we pose from the loose side and the strict side against and for are fostering a civil conversation, because that's really what what this is all about. The season is not about trying to tell you what the one ultimate right answer is for each of these topics. It's what's the ultimate answer as it relates to how to discuss these topics. Mm. So big picture, our answer is leadership, grace, and love, with an emphasis on Paul's approach as shared in the Season 7 supplementary episode. So before we talk about contraceptives with someone, we need to know whether we're talking to a believer or an unbeliever. 
before we talk about the topic of contraceptives, we need to know whether or not we're talking to someone who is strong in the faith or weak in the faith. Mm -hmm. We don't want to cause a believer to stumble and we want to reach the unbeliever for God. So if I'm going to say our answer, big picture is leadership, grace, and love, what that leadership aspect would look like is me seeking to understand the other person's perspective up to and including the person who believes the opposite is me. With this topic, I could start with making sure I understand the other. I could start with making sure we understand each other's definitions of the keywords we're using while discussing this topic. For instance, contraceptive, family, God's plan, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, again, if our big picture answer is leadership, grace, and love, what would that look like with the grace and love principles? Ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to take direction from God via grace in order to love the other person. Grace and love are the keys to avoiding enabling and judging the other person with the hopes of either winning them or edifying them. So what I would do, you know what? A good idea for everybody listening to do before having a conversation about a polarizing topic Listen to the Grace and Love episodes, season two, episode 13, season one, episode 15, respectively. And these can help you have the right mindset into approaching any topic, even the hard ones to talk about. Be inspired. Yeah. Be inspired when you're before you're going in and having a debate to go, hmm, maybe I should be hearing from God before I do this. Hmm. Right. What is my objective? Right. Am I trying to win or am I trying to love? And that's really everything we're doing in season seven with this. Let's hear the other person first. It's all about getting our brain in the right spot before we have the conversation. It's not about the conversation itself. It's not about the topic itself. Although we do get into some of that. And I will offer some perspectives you may not have thought of. We are really talking about what's the mindset before talking about these topics. So As it relates to contraceptives, here's some things to consider. Now, it is a complicated issue because there are a lot of variables, but one way to clearly think about this issue is to see the parents in four categories relative to their beliefs about contraceptives. So here are the four categories. One, none or no contraceptives. These are people who won't use any contraception, and it tends to result in big families. The argument against this is whether or not you can afford caring for all of the kids that you are creating. Number two, natural. These are people who apply effort without any man-made help in an attempt to avoid having a big family while still having kids. So this is what would be called natural family planning. There really isn't any argument here as people are free to choose when they want to have sex. And really, as the joke goes, what do you call people who use this natural family planning method? You call them parents. Uh Aha. Yeah. 
Then the third one is the unnatural or man-made perspective as it relates to contraceptives. These are the people who use man-made devices or methods that prevent the fertilization of an egg in an attempt to completely control when they will have a kid. The argument against this is that some religions, some cultures consider it a sin to use an unnatural approach. And then number four is the after-conception contraceptives. These are people who use man-made approaches to prevent the pregnancy after the fertilization of an egg. The argument against this is that some people consider this murder. Now, at this point, we're not trying to agree or disagree with any perspective, but merely trying to have a civil discussion regarding this polarizing topic. Ultimately, we ought to have people listen to the God's will season, hmm. and they can determine for, their, for themselves what, what it is is God's will and God's plan for their own life. But one really important thing to keep in mind, doctrinally, is that God can open or close a woman's womb. This is shown throughout the scriptures. Yet God never caused a pregnancy, with one exception, Jesus. Now, this is not to say God doesn't have a plan for your life and whether or not you should have children, but it does mean that no one can blame God for having been born. God forms us in the womb after conception. God cannot force a person to have children. Nice. Those And those points are just facts. Those are doctrine in the Bible. Right. Right. That's cool. So in an effort to understand this topic from a greater level, and to be able to connect with multiple different perspectives regarding the topic, I'm going to repeat back these four perspectives that people can have. Great. The first is no contraception. The second is natural. You know, the couple doesn't use anything man-made, but they're naturally trying to control the amount of kids they have. Two is unnatural or man-made, condoms, the pill. Number four, just after conception. And this is where we get the abortion topic coming in, where it's someone handling uh, an egg after it has been fertilized. Nice, yeah. Okay, so at this point, we're not trying to agree or disagree with any perspective but merely trying to have a civil discussion regarding this polarizing topic. Can you even just understand someone's perspective? So ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to lead the other person. So we're facilitating their purpose and progress, facilitating them in being heard. And God is always going to lead us to do that via his grace in order to love them. So grace and love are these keys to avoiding enabling and the key to avoiding judging the other person with the hopes of winning them 
or building them up, edifying them. Joel, do I understand you? Yes, you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for teaching us. This has been What the Flock. If you'd like a deeper study of this topic and how to deal with people who either bully or enable, listen to the Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.